Hi, I'm Max. I'm an engineer and inventor. And recently, I accidentally invented a machine that opens portals to other dimensions. It's called the Bageltron 2000 because it was initially supposed to be a quantum bagel toaster. That didn't work out, but these portals have been really interesting. I've been traveling to all kinds of different universes that are very different from our own. Each week, I turn this thing on, open up a portal, and see where it sends me. Great, the portal is open, everything looks stable. Here I go. Okay, I'm, whoa. There is a really noxious smell in this dimension. I don't know if it's just this house or what. I'm I'm in a garage, it doesn't, it's not a lab here, it's just a, looks like a garage, there's no cars, but I don't know, I head over into the house. Maybe it's, maybe they have something cooking in this garage that I can't see, ugh, ugh. Is, is anybody here? Hello? I got him. I got him. Oh, nice. What, uh, he, hello? Hey, Max. Oh, hey. Wilson. Hi. Yeah. How's it going? Good. The exterminator's here. The exterminator. Yeah. How'd he do? Exterminator. Harry Anderson here. Harry. Hi. Nice to meet you. I'm Max. Hi, Max. What kind of exterminator are you exactly? Well, I'm sure you've heard my commercials for uh, Bye Bye Bigfoot. Right. Is there a bug called Bigfoot in this? <laughs> a bug? It's a big bug. It's a, that was a big hairy bug. You don't know Bigfoot? No. Well, I mean, how could you not? This is always a little awkward. I'm from another world. Bigfoot in my world is a large hairy ape. Yes. Yeah. It's the same thing here. Yeah. You called an exterminator. Well, of course. For Bigfoot. You need to get rid of him. I'm the best no-kill Bigfoot exterminator in the city. Yeah. There are multiple Superhumane. Bigfoot exterminators in Seattle. Yeah. I don't don't ever call Bigfoot Bagon. I won't, that's for sure, because I'm, again, not from this world. Can you elaborate? Why do you need Bigfoot exterminators? You didn't see them? See who? The Bigfoot. The Bigfoot in the backyard. No, I did not see. There's a Bigfoot in the backyard? Yeah, I mean, uh, I get called every time I, you know, come and I knock the Bigfoot out and get rid of them. So they come on a regular basis here. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a seasonal thing. So mostly in the summer, is that when you have a Bigfoot problem? That's or? when the big surge happens, yeah. They start moving around looking for mates. They come into the city, there's food, there's everything you could want in the city. Right. In my world, we do occasionally have that kind of a problem with bear, but it's like one bear every few years maybe wanders through Seattle. This is like one in every, I would say four houses has a Bigfoot. Maybe yeah, more. It's kind of a sign that you maybe haven't done the yard work you need to do. Yeah. Not, th- not that I'm pointing any fingers. <laughs> That's my business. That's Max's. I guess the backyard does look pretty overgrown from here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can... Somebody was supposed to mow the lawn. Are you implying that it was my... Again, I'm not from this world. Right, right. So I, Trying I'm to get gonna... out of your chores. The lawn work is definitely not my job. I'm not a relationship expert. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not trying to like say you know who's good or who's bad. I'm just saying I got a Bigfoot knocked out back there, and we got to get him in the van and out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, do you have a little time to humor me with some... I, I'm just trying to learn some more about every world that I travel to, and a Bigfoot is definitely something that I, I've never encountered in any of the worlds that I've been to. Okay, so in, in your world, playing along, you don't have Bigfoot. Well, I've heard legends of Bigfoot. Nobody has ever really gotten concrete evidence that he's real. Wow. I, I got a whole van full of concrete evidence. <laughs> How many jobs do you go out on in a typical day? 
Whew. Uh, let's just say maybe 10, 15 Bigfoot a day. So you get the ether rag over the mouth, knock them out, put them in the van, quick run to Mount Rainier, back into the city again. You drop them all off at Mount Rainier. Sounds like it would make the hiking up there a little bit more dangerous. Nobody's hiking on Mount Rainier these yeah. days. Why would no. you do that? Well, that's, it's a pretty popular destination in my world for hikers. That's where all the Bigfoot are. Well, I don't think anybody's actually seen a Bigfoot on Mount Rainier in my world. It's weird. Just uh, covered, covered in Bigfoot here. Okay, so let's say I were to go hiking and I encountered like an entire whoop of Bigfoot all at once. A whoop, a whoop. What is this whoop? In my world, that's one of the words we use for like a group of gorillas. I thought maybe you'd use the same word here. Whoop of? No. Is it not? You don't use? No, nope, it's not whoop. You mean floop? Oh yeah, a oh, floop of Bigfoot. A floop of Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. that's what you call a group of Bigfoot. Okay, so let's say... That's, that's a scientific term. Let's say I was hiking on Mount Rainier and I encountered a floop of Bigfoot. Hmm. What would one do in that scenario? I would get out of there because they smell terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, is that is that what the smell is when I... Oh, yeah. We call them the skunk ape. Hmm. <laughs> you know, amongst us exterminators. Right. That, okay, that explains the smell. As soon as I jumped through the portal here, it was, it's overwhelming. Do you not, is that... You don't seem to be reacting to it at all. It's not too bad. You get used to it. It's kind of like, you know, you ever been to a farm? Yeah, I used to live across the street from a farm, actually, when I was growing up. Right, the cow smell. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if you're just super saturated in it, which we have been because somebody hasn't been mowing the lawn, then you get used to it. I see. And once they move into the city, there's so much dumpster food for them, Mm -hmm. and it just builds up inside them. It increases their natural stink. Yeah. So if I were hiking, would I be able to tell that there were Bigfoot nearby just by the smell? Well, if you couldn't smell a Bigfoot, you could find, well, scat. Mm. Yes. Does it look pretty much like human? Only larger. Much bigger. That's good to know, although I'm not going to be going out, especially not if there's Bigfoot roaming around here in this world. That's a good idea. So what are some of the signs, other than the smell? Is the smell the only sign that you've got a, a problem with Bigfoot, that you need to call an exterminator? How else would you know? Usually you see them. I mean, they're not small. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what you mean. There's giant footprint all over the place. Yeah. They look inside your house. They make obscene gestures. <laughs> they make obscene gestures. Yeah. I see. Are they intelligent? Well, that's a debate. Yeah. I mean, my son, he's a Bigfoot rights activist, Ugh. and he thinks they're like people. But I don't think that, but, Ridiculous. you know, I mean, you don't want to kill him. No, but you also don't want to kill a puppy. Uh-huh. All right. If you're trying to eliminate the Bigfoot, do you have to use some kind of a bait or a lure? Do they hide from you? How does that work? What is the process like? Are they just wandering about? You just hop right onto them? Usually I start singing a song of some kind. Like, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, come around. And they just start in. You know, they just start coming around. And, and that's when, you know, the Ethelred comes out, put it over the face, into the van, drive to Mount Rainier. Another day, another dollar. It's also why he's wearing that floral sunbonnet. Oh. They don't, they don't expect that you know, a pretty lady would try to take him out. That's part of your work attire. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't usually wear this hat just around day to day. Well, I mean, in my world, that's not that unusual to see that kind of thing in Seattle anyway. It sounds like the Bigfoot you're describing are pretty similar to the legend of Bigfoot in my world, but do they, do they ever wear clothing of any kind here? They just walk around just giant, hairy? For the most part, yeah. They're just... There have been occasionally, I've seen a few that, that wear like kind of like a sash, 
thing, like, but it's made out of like metal little jewelry boxes or something. It's intimidating, though. I, I give him that. Yeah, those are weird, weird ones. They're yeah. a little smarter than the other ones. Mm-hmm. What you're describing sounds a lot like a character in the movie Star Wars. Star Wars. You've never heard a movie. You never heard a star. You don't have Star Wars here. Yeah. War of the Stars or something like what? It's a science fiction movie about people in space, and one of the characters there is a character called Chewbacca. Weird, that's uncanny. That's the same sound that a Bigfoot makes when it's like coughing up a hairball. Huh. You've never heard of Chewbacca, though? No. Mm -mm. Huh. I did once see a Bigfoot in a loincloth. It was kind of a European-style bathing suit. Ooh, interesting. So where do they get these clothes? Do they make them, or do they steal them? or I'm not sure. It could be some sort of dumpster diving thing. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's clotheslines all over the place. Yeah. Right. I assume most of the, the clothes you would find wouldn't fit a Bigfoot. I don't know. I mean, you know, a regular pair of shorts on a Bigfoot would be kind of European style. Mm-hmm. Ram them up in there. Right. But as far as you're aware, the Bigfoot don't appear to have any kind of society of their own or they don't craft clothing or things like that. You're starting to sound like my son. Mm. The Bigfoot rights activist. He thinks that, uh, he thinks for sure that those Bigfoot are forming some kind of society up there on Mount Rainier. That they've got some kind of utopia up there. But that's crazy. That is crazy. Well, I guess if they did have a utopia up in Mount Rainier, why would they be coming down into Seattle? Right. Well, he thinks they're trying to hold our society back from traveling any closer to theirs. So it's kind of a passive-aggressive force to stop us from expanding the city anymore in that direction. Well, I guess, you know, there is some logic to that. That would kind of make sense. That's why they don't want us to, you know, have any more public transportation... They want the city limits to stay small. Hmm. You know, the more you expand on this theory, the more it kind of starts to make sense. Maybe you should uh, listen to your son. Poppycock. It's absolute poppycock. I mean, think of all the horrible things that would mean. Yeah. Treating Bigfoot as equals. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. All right. So is Bigfoot infestation a problem like across the country, across the world, or is it just here in the Pacific Northwest that has this as a real issue? It's mostly up here in the Northwest, I believe, is it? Yeah, I mean, there are a few. Jersey has the sun devil infestation. Mm-hmm. You know, in Ohio and West Virginia, there's Mothman infestation. Mothman uh, infestation. Oh, that one's terrible. They can't even turn the streetlights on at night because they all just fly and whack into them and knock them down right. the road in front of cars. Wow. Bigfoot's That's... way better to deal with. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty docile. They only like beat up hipsters, you know, the ones that try to look like lumberjacks. Oh, my God, you have a mustache. Bigfoot is just going to go crazy. Yeah. Or a penny-farthing bike. Are there lots of people with those kinds of things in the Seattle area here in this world? Not anymore. Not not anymore. No. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Well, in in my world, Capitol Hill especially, you see a lot of that kind of stuff. Well, Bigfoot's pretty judgmental about that stuff. Yeah. He's more of a nature kind of guy, more of a a hippie type, a hermit. Mm -hmm. Now, is it all Bigfoot that are like that, or... Not all Bigfoot. Bigfoot do have differing personalities. So I don't want to paint them all with a broad brush. But I will say generally friendly, judgmental. They like to look in your house. They like to step on things. Mm-hmm. Irritating more than anything else, really. Because, you know, you walk out to get your newspaper and there's like... A seven-foot-tall hairy man just crouched in a bush next to your house asleep. Right. It's a little frightening. I had one. Every time I came out of the house with my cup of coffee, they'd knock the cup of coffee out of my hand. 
jerk. Yeah. Just slap it out of your hand. Yeah. It's a joke to them. Yeah, they it's think a it's joke. hilarious. You know, it's like that big guy in your high school that's like the bully. Mm-hmm. Seven foot tall guy. He's just like, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> do they actually laugh when they do it? Yeah. Only it's more like this. <laughs> yeah. That's just an imitation. So if you have a Bigfoot problem, does everybody just call an exterminator or are there are people who attempt to take care of it on their own? I've heard of some people that do that. There's methods you can use, like just sprinkling cinnamon around the edge of your house that people say keeps Bigfoot out. I don't believe it. No. Well, how would that even work? I don't know. It just He doesn't like the smell. You have the chance, too, that that will attract gingerbread children. So That's true. Can you elaborate on what is a gingerbread child? Because I'm only familiar with the fairy tale storybooks. It's a child made of gingerbread. Are they full size or are they just the size of like a gingerbread no, cookie? No, they're wee. They're tiny children. Tiny children. Yeah. Made of gingerbread. Yeah. Actually r- running to your house. Of course. From Fairyland, just south of the city. Yeah. Fairyland. You don't have Fairyland. We definitely do not have Fairyland just south of this. Well, so let's see. South of Seattle, we've got Federal Way, Auburn, Tacoma. Fairyland. Yeah. Fairyland. It's the same thing. Yeah. That's where you got your gnomes, mm-hmm. your gingerbread children. Right. Pixies, fairies, lollipop princess. These are just one lollipop princess, or is that? No, a... they're multiple. They fight over the name. And is there it's like so... a king of the hill kind of thing? But uh huh, the lollipop princess. And and do they typically stay in this place, or are they generally integrated with the rest of society? Well, the Bigfoot keep them from coming much farther north, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then to the south, you've got a whole other can of fish. Right. Once you start getting down south, you get into werewolf territory. Mm-hmm. That sounds frightening. It is. So how far south are we talking, like Portland? Yeah, they haven't been to Portland. They have werewolf in Portland. I mean, you know, you don't have werewolf in Portland in your your dimension? We don't have werewolf anywhere in my dimension. Really? Except in the stories. What do you have in your dimension? People. Bears. Are they talking bears? No, the bears don't talk. People do sometimes create joke Twitter accounts in the name of a bear, but no actual talking bears. Interesting. I mean, I guess I can't verify. Have you tried talking to a bear? I have never tried talking about a bear. Personally, I would be pretty terrified to encounter a bear up close. Are they something that you would talk with in this world? If you're into that, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, if you don't have talking bears, what do you have in Colorado? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the whole state of Colorado here is just talking bears. It's just people. So you don't have bear poets? No. We definitely don't have bear poets. That's tragic. That is tragic. Alex Ginsbear? No. He's one of my favorites. Really? The bears, they write and they talk, but the Bigfoot, they don't communicate intelligently other than aggressive behaviors. Grunts and stuff. Yeah, they're kind of just, you know, passive-aggressive grunts. Right. Uh Uh-huh. You know, judgmental, passive-aggressive grunts. Hand signs. Yeah. They don't like public transportation. Yeah. Now, every time Seattle tries to put in public transportation, the Bigfoot try and stop it. Yeah. How do they try and stop the public transportation? Laying down in front of it. Mm -hmm. Vandalism at night. Pushing buses Scat. over. The people who try to stop public transit in my world are usually just voters who don't want to be taxed. I don't know. Kind of are boring. Are they tall and hairy? No. I, at least not as far as I know. Yeah. Hmm. These voters sound crazy. <laughs> Glad we don't have voters here. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> you don't have voters. No. There's not a like a public referendum type of system here. People get to vote on things like public transit or other ballot initiatives. Well, we mostly just try and keep creatures from overrunning our cities. Yeah. We're pretty banded together. The full-time job right there. 
Okay, Wilson, what is your job? I make cupcakes. And how does that help stop the creatures from overrunning the city? Well, I make them out of gingerbread children. Oh, you make cupcakes out of gingerbread children? Yeah. Delicious. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. All right. Well, that's a little bit disturbing, I gotta say. It sounds worse than it actually is. If you try one, you, you don't go back. I see. Do you have any of I said do. cupcakes yeah, yeah. here? I, just, I have like 12 right here that I just made. I guess I could try one. Here, yeah. All right. Whoa. This actually does taste magical. It does, yeah. yeah. You got to get them fresh. Otherwise, it's just not as good. So that's how you know that the cinnamon attracts them because you intentionally attract them with cinnamon. I do, yeah. Some people are trying to get rid of their Bigfoot problem. But uh-huh. All it's right. It's kind of a twofer, really. I mean, if you think that it's actually going to get rid of the Bigfoot, it might, but then you still get gingerbread children which you can turn into delicious cupcakes yeah i guess that works out i'm gonna take one of those Mm, all right well it's been really informative learning about your bigfoot and your gingerbread children it seems like it's really boring over in your dimension i mean boring in a good way i guess when it comes to the lack of magical threats Mm, no wicked witches not that i know of Mm. no no uh mildly bad wizards no, no, I have heard of wizards, but I don't think that they're real. They live on the coast? You have wizards of the coast here? Yeah, that's where a lot of the wizards hang out. Yeah. On the coast. Why do they like the coast? Surfing. That's their pastime of choice. I mean, when they have free time, they're pretty busy. All that spell casting. Mm. Uh-huh. One more question. I've been here for close to 20 minutes, and I can't get over the smell. Mm. Has Bigfoot been in the house? No, I'm not going to let him in. It's just an open window. He's sleeping right outside. He's literally asleep right now. Like I said, eat the rag, van, Mount Rainier. Right, right. Okay. I just had to make sure there's no risk of Bigfoot in the house because I do have the portal open in the garage and I would really, oh, I, I, it really doesn't sound like I want to get Bigfoot escaping into my dimension. I can't guarantee that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't say anything about the garage. I was just talking about the house. Okay, well, I'm probably going to have to go then. I really hope that no Bigfoot have come through my portal while I've been in here chatting with you. I don't know. Maybe you could, like, reintroduce them in your dimension. I really don't think that's a good idea. Oh. We don't have anybody trained as a Bigfoot exterminator. I really don't know what we would do. Do they breed like normal mammals? You've only really talked about male Bigfoot. If one were to get into my dimension, would that be a real problem? Would I have to worry about it somehow reproducing by itself? Well, I don't know that you'd have to worry about it reproducing by itself, but it could be pregnant this time of year. Mm-hmm. So you could, you know, have one, but it wouldn't split. It's not an amoeba. No. Okay, well, you know, a lot of things are pretty magical and weird here, so I'd ask. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes. That's the crazy thing, that yeah. a Bigfoot could reproduce asexually. Yeah. None of the rest of the stuff <laughs> here no. is, is crazy to you at all. No, no, no. You're crazy as a lollipop princess. <laughs> <laughs> Crazier. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Good luck with your lawn problem. Your lawn problem. Again, no, I'm I'm going to go like for good because mm-hmm. I'm not from here sure. and back through my portal. Well, if you see the other Max, you tell him he needs to mow the lawn. Right, sure. I'll do that. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Right. Okay. Good. The portal's still here. It doesn't. I don't see any Bigfoot footprints in the garage here. Hopefully none have come through. All right, heading back. Okay, great. Well, I'm back through. It doesn't look like the lab has been trashed by a Bigfoot, so I'm probably in the clear. It does still kind of smell, I think. 
Ugh, all my clothes. I'm gonna have to go wash this off probably two or three times through the washing machine to get this stench off of my clothes. I'll do this all again in another week, but right now I really gotta go do the laundry. Dispatches from the Multiverse is produced by Tim Ellis. Starring Scott Trapp as The Butcher, The Baker, The Gingerbread Cookie Maker Wilson, and Tim Ellis as Max. With special guest David Wall as Harry Henderson, The Bigfoot Exterminator. David is the director of Awesome at Archie McPhee, the premier source for weird stuff in the world. Check out their amazing podcast, Less Talk, More Monkey, wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music by Alpha Geek, logo by Abe Schmidt. Follow us on Twitter at DispatchesFM and visit us online at Dispatches.FM. 